Hi, Kevin McCullough. We've got a big show for you today. It is a brand new start of a week, and uh, stay with us. Uh, Kevin McCullough, and here we go. Five, Confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. Kevin McCullough, now. Coming up, we will have the expertise of one General Jack Keane on all things uh, foreign policy and national security related. Bernie Carrick with some law enforcement thoughts on what's going down at the White House. And before we're done, a look at the markets with the queen of money herself, uh, Hillary Kramer, the uh, millionaire maker here with us. Stay tuned. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at All right, Kevin McCullough, really glad to be with you. It was a very interesting weekend following another very interesting week. Uh, and and I continue to kind of ruminate over the, um, over the goings-ons at the White House. This has really bothered me. And I, I, I think I'm getting a better feeling for why it's bothered me, but it kind of annoyed me how much it bothered me at first uh, because I – I didn't think that it was as big of a deal as I now think that it is that uh, that someone brought cocaine into the White House and that now, curiously, nobody seems to be interested in finding out who it was. Um, and this is this this is just some of my thoughts. They've desecrated a sacred space. Who's they? Uh, the Bidens. The Bidens have desecrated a space that has been revered and uh, protected and respected by Americans ever since it came into being. And there's simply no other way of putting it. The frat boys in the White House have had a busy year. And I, I'm not calling anyone in particular the frat boys. I'm just saying whatever frat boys that are there, the, the, the frat boys have had a party. They broke the code on propriety when it came to the flag. They broke the code on human decency by bearing body parts on the White House lawn. They've broken the law by allowing someone to enter the most secure area of the most secure building in the most secure country with bags of weed and cocaine. And we've only, we're only midway through July right now. This has all happened in this year. You might not have noticed, but during pride celebrations at the White House this last um, month, uh, the Biden White House violated the flag standards in a couple of ways. Number one, they did not keep the American flag in its position of prominence while being displayed, which is the law of the land. We're not supposed to fly another flag above the American flag. We're not supposed to in any way diminish the prominence of the American flag when, they, when it is uh, seen with other flags. And they did that. There's a reason that the American flag is, is, is at the top of every flagpole. Literally, it is to state to the world around us that in the United States, we are not subject to a king or a government or anyone else, that we are our own self-determining United States. We're not subject to any single human entity or government or foreign power. We are grateful for the liberties and blessings that we get, and we demonstrate that by making the flag the unifying symbol of our nation. That's why when you see at your local um, you know, city hall, it's the American flag first and then the state flag under that and then the city flag under that. It's the it's the order in which uh, order of importance and loyalty to which uh, Americans hold their their loyalty. But in Joe Biden White House in 2023, Team Biden dispensed with the idea of making the American flag the prominent flag and flew the transgender rainbow pride flag most prominently uh, from their pride events. So they gave it, it was twice as big, flew it from the most prominent standpoint and then subjected the American flags to be smaller and off to the side away from it. This is flag standard anathema. Flag standard also calls for the flag to be flown in a specific manner so as to allow the stars to appear in the top left corner. 
Team Biden flew them in the top right during Pride. In other words, when they were hanging, they should have hung the stars in the top left corner, and instead they hung them in the top right corner. I know this is a thing because I've been guilty of making the same mistake in the past, and I offended people by doing it, and I had to apologize for offending them, and I had to learn how to do it the right way. During the same weekend, the president, that the same weekend that flew the flag in that manner, the, the, the weekend of Pride celebration, the president hosted drag queens and gender altered people to swarm the grounds. He allowed them to, to come and be part uh, on the lawn, but their backsides were hanging out of their britches. They had some unsightly bulges in places, and there were actually bare breasts flying around the White House lawn, posing for selfies with the commander-in-chief. It was a pornographic, mortifying embarrassment for the vast majority of Americans that witnessed it. It, it, was, it, was, it was not just distasteful, it was, it was embarrassing. And that brings us to the latest unsolved mystery now, the cocaine in the White House. Who done it? Who done it? Now, the Secret Service who is the most legendary law enforcement security force on planet Earth, announced last week that they couldn't find a culprit in the drug caper. In the most secure area, the most secure building on planet Earth, they couldn't find out who did it. No one believes them. I don't believe them. Every law enforcement person I've spoken to doesn't believe them. Uh, reporters don't believe them. Reporters that go into the White House to cover the White House know the hoops that they have to jump through just to get their laptops in on a daily basis to do their job. Staffers at the White House don't believe the statement that was put out. They know what areas of the White House are used by the public and part of the tour and those that aren't. And where it was found was not part of the tour. And the people don't believe them. The people that visit the White House have to go through clearances and they have to have documents and there's a pile of red tape just to go visit the White House. To learn this week that there was not only cocaine in the residence in the last couple of weeks, but that in recent months, there's been multiple bags of weed there as well. Nobody's buying this. Friends, there's one very important fact to remember. There is one addict who spends a lot of time in the president's inner circle. There's one addict that has access to the president 24 hours a day. There's one addict that has access to the rooms where this uh, cocaine was found. The, he was even caught, spotted wiping stuff from his nose on the White House balcony in a viral video that was from either July 4th or, or something recently, but they were out on the balcony and <laughs> he's, he's clearing something off the upper lip there. This same addict wrote a memoir about his drug abuse. We have a laptop that documents his use of cocaine and other drugs in pursuing very tawdry and distasteful sex things with questionably aged girls, some of whom might even be related to him. The Bidens have made the people's house, the, the parsonage, if you will, that we give our public servant, they've given it a humiliating desecration. And when you consider the weighty things that go on there, Presidents like FDR, presidents like George W. Bush, presidents that have to weigh, do we send America's boys and girls into battle? And in FDR and in George Bush's case, I think they probably both on some level prayed that, that God would give them wisdom in what to do. But this is not a place that's just, you know, it's not a frat house. This is the White House. This is the place where very sobering decisions have to be made. And I'm sorry, but when sobering reality meets the girl groping president and his coke fiend shakedown artist child abandoning son who always is up for a line or two, the disrespect, the dishonor, the genuine shame. And if any of our other administrations had taken this approach, I'd be equally disappointed. It doesn't matter that it's a certain party or a certain this is just this is just bad and we have to speak up the people's house needs to be respected and we at least we at least need to respect the law and obey the law in the white house and get to the bottom of the situations where people have it 
That's my thought. Coming up next, General Jack Keane joins me to talk all things military, Ukraine, and global conflict. Stay with us. Over the last few decades, God's people have come to associate the rainbow with the LGBTQ community. But are we more conformed to the world than God's word? Revelation 4 tells us, and there was a rainbow around God's throne. This July 28th through the 30th, join Rabbi Schneider as he leads a movement across the globe to take the rainbow back. Visit takingtherainbowback.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow family want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillows, regularly priced at $69.98, are now only $19.98, and just $10 more, you get the king size. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square to get Mike Lindell's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only nineteen. Or call 800-651-0798 and use promo code WMCA. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you'll also receive deep discounts on all other MyPillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillows history. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798 and use promo code WMCA to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. Listen to Global Spiritual Revolution Radio with Bishop Larry Gators. Bishop Gators is 100% pro-Christ, pro-life, pro-Constitution, pro-U.S., and pro-President Donald Trump. Tune in Monday nights at 9.30 on AM 570 WMCA. Don't miss it. AM570 The Mission doesn't have to stop when you turn off the radio. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Download the app. Just search AM570 The Mission. Take us wherever you go. AM570 The Mission. WMCA. Listen to The Mission WMCA anywhere you go with the AM570 The Mission mobile app. Download on Google Play, iTunes, or listen to TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Odyssey.com. People with cancer prefer Dr. Lederman's innovative cancer treatment. Many are so disappointed not to get the same care elsewhere. Dr. Lederman is first in Western Hemisphere with body radiosurgery, non-invasive, highly successful outpatient cancer treatment where we attack cancer. No cutting, no bleeding. Dr. Lederman's first. When all others thought standard treatment was okay, Dr. Lederman doesn't settle for okay. Why should you? For newer recurrent cancers, most anywhere in the body, even if chemo, surgery, or radiation didn't work, isn't tolerated, or isn't wanted. The original, Dr. Lederman. Don't settle for excuses and imitation. Call Dr. Lederman, two and two choices, two and two choices, for appointment and free booklet DVD. 1384 Broadway at 38th, most insurance, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. Don't be disappointed elsewhere. Call Dr. Lederman, two and two choices, two and two choices. Listen to More Like Jesus with Pastor Dave Gustafson. 2 Timothy 3 again. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Tune in Monday through Friday evenings at 6.30. The benefit of studying scripture is as we develop this habit and it starts to reshape our brains, it prepares us for anything that God might want us to do in life. More Like Jesus on WMCA. It's Dr. Lederman talking about prostate cancer. Your PSA went from 3 to 4 to 6. Correct. And then all of a sudden it jumped to 60. It was a shock to me. That's when I called Radio Surgery New York. Your office is a whole nother world. You immediately took this whole thing into your own hands beyond efficient. Did you ever have a doubt that we weren't working for your benefit? Not for one second. And you knew that you had a cancer of the prostate that was aggressive and went to lymph nodes we put together a plan to try to get this terrible cancer under control, right? It was just like you say, no pain, no cutting, no bleeding. It was so easy. No side effects, no nothing. Just perfect. What was your PSA this week? 0.02. Wow. For more prostate cancer information, call Dr. Lederman. Two and two choices. Two and two choices. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. 1384 Broadway. The WMCA July Ministry of the Month 
is Through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee. The day of the Lord will be against everything high and lifted up. Listen Monday through Friday morning at 6, Sunday afternoon at 1245. For us to take the low and broken place, it's the low place that we get our best view of God, by the way, and His salvation. Through the Bible, the July Ministry of the Month on WMCA. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors and Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, we continue on a busy Monday, and I'm very honored to have my next guest, who is uh, very, very busy, but he's often willing to come and share his insights with us here at Kevin McCullough Radio. General Jack Keene is a retired four-star general. He's the chairman of the Institute for the Study of War, and of course, he's the Fox News senior strategic analyst when it comes to all things military and uh, global warfare. General, it's always good to have you. Thanks for being back. Yeah, delighted to talk to you, and. And your audience. This this last week, uh, the president pulled up uh, 3000 reservists and sent them to Europe. And I think the American people are largely in the dark as to why. Uh, what did he do? Yeah. So uh, people understand uh, the commitment to Europe uh, is 100,000 U.S. troops. Uh, 20,000 of that were added uh, after the Ukraine conflict. And the other thing, the much larger backdrop for this is uh, many of the American people don't know, and that's because you know the the government doesn't really talk about it. But the United States Army is at the the smallest it's been since prior to World uh, World War II. It's heading towards uh, four hundred and fifty two thousand. Uh, the United States Air Force is at a forty year low uh, in people. The United States Navy, whose requirement is to have three hundred and seventy one combat ships actually has 298 and it's heading to 291 so those three services are all underwater in, in terms of where they want to be so what that means is the united states military is overextended and what is happening in in europe is to to provide some relief for that overextension uh, the president is is calling up some reservists the last time we did this uh, was during the Trump administration, it, the initial commitment began in March of 2020 when we called up some reservists to deal with COVID-19, and it continued, you know, throughout the COVID uh, process with the with the administration. This is not unusual to do, but the larger issue is the fact that the United States military is overextended. So let me ask you, I was speaking with um, a friend of ours mutually, I believe, KT McFarland, who served the White House under multiple presidents uh, in the Pentagon and national security means. And she says that the equation of what is happening uh, with the push hard to get Ukraine to join NATO and uh, the way we continue to send supplies uh, to Ukraine, it looks as though we are getting ourselves into a, another what she calls forever war. Um, is that your feeling that this is a, a, a longer conflict than something that's going to be short term and that we're we're kind of there for the long haul? Well, I, first of all, we're not directly involved in the conflict. And I think there's a huge distinction here to compare that to Iraq or to Afghanistan. Certainly, certainly. Yeah. And, um, and 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 the other backdrop to that is, is that the number one adversary that NATO has been standing up against for the last 25 years is Russia. And Ukraine has destroyed half of Russia's overall combat capability in a year and a half of warfare. And it's cost us less than 3% of the defense budget to do that. I mean, that is quite an extraordinary down payment on American people's security and that of uh, Europe going forward. So I think sometimes we lose the strategic context of what is really happening here. And I really think this is a huge investment for us to see this thing through, to help the Ukrainians drive the Russians out of their territory. They would not be where they are today if it was not for the United States and NATO support for Certainly. them. That's for sure. But aren't we aren't we over overperforming in the support department? I mean, when does NATO step up and start doing more of its share? Well, NATO is doing much more and it's underreported. And it's unfortunate people who are criticizing it just don't have the facts. 
the five countries that provide as percentage of GDP more support than the United States. And that's the, the best way to look at the support. What are you providing as a percentage of your wealth? And those are all Baltic and East European countries, not, not too surprising, because they all live under Soviet Union domination. And yeah. when you talk to them, they are all in on, the, on this thing. Does Ukraine become a, is, a NATO it, member? It, it, say again? Does Ukraine become a NATO member? Well, I, I, yeah, certainly. It, there's never been an issue they becoming a NATO member while the conflict is going on. Uh, that also was something that was misunderstood and, and and then misreported as a result of it. Ukraine has never asked for that. What they want is not to be treated like a, a former Eastern European country that was under the Soviet Union. And after the Soviet Union collapsed, they wanted to join NATO, which was understandable. And they went through a very drawn out process to do that. Ukrainians want to have an accelerated timeline recognizing that they've been fighting NATO's number one adversary for 18 months and doing a, a more than remarkable job at that. And it deserves to avoid the bureaucratic process and get us in as quickly as possible. Something I think makes sense. And, and certainly uh, many of the Eastern European countries, you know, certainly support that. It was the United States and Germany that we're pushing back sure. on providing them an accelerated timeline. Let me shift gears real quickly because we've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, Gordon Chang was on the show last week, and he said that the latest economic reports out of China showing pretty dismal performance, particularly in the middle class over the last uh, 12 months, is really going to put internal pressure on Xi. Um, are we watching China carefully? Do we believe that he is capable of maybe starting a conflict to distract uh, the the homestead from being too focused on the economy and and gathering around a great cause like you know defeating the West? Well, first of all, I'm on a congressional commission that's looking at the the national defense strategy, and we have been focused on that. I'm also on the Secretary of Defense's Policy Board. So I deal with this issue uh, significantly. Um, the, the, the reality is, yes, uh, we are watching China like a hawk across all functions, economic, uh, technological, ge geopolitical, and certainly military. Here's the primary issue for our audience to understand, is that militarily, we do not have the effective deterrence we would want to have in the Indo-Pacific region, something we did have against the Soviet Union during the Cold War. When you look at the United States military, we are by far the number one military power in the world. We have 384 bases in the United States all over the world. We can project military power across oceans. No other military can do that. But here's the catch. Kevin, when you get to within a thousand miles of China, China's military is superior to ours in terms of what they can do to us. They outnumber us in just about everything except submarines and most everything they have is new. A lot of what we have is old. We have got to fix that problem. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're watching it. Uh, Gordon reports regularly that Xi is not just beefing up his military, but he's preparing his civilian population for a war footing as well. All of that sounds ominous, but I'm glad that we've got people that are watching it. General Jack Keen, I always appreciate your insights. Any any last thought for my people today? No, I, I, I think that China is a, a major threat to us um, and we have to stay engaged, certainly, and we have to push back. Appeasing China uh, is not going to work. Appeasing Iran is not going to work. And we found out that appeasing Russia did not work. Yep. And we have a war on our hands as a result of it. And there might be an axis power between those three starting to form. We'll have to wait and see. General Jack Keane, thank you for your time. Yeah, great talking to you, Kevin, and your audience. As always. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Stay here. Kevin Cottrell talking with Dan Buttafuoco of Buttafuoco and Associates. And over the many years that your practice has been around, you've been responsible for changing several laws. Well, we single-handedly got the law changed on transplanted kidneys since we had a very famous case in which they put a woman's kidney into a man and he died of ovarian cancer. And so now, uh, basically, every organ has to be screened for metastatic cancer. That was something that we succeeded in doing. And more recently, we just had the law changed. Courtney Anderson case is now being cited everywhere, which you no longer have to prove a reckless standard when suing an ambulance or any emergency vehicle. We got the standard reduced to negligence, which is much 
fairer for the client who's injured. Call Butterfuco and Associates and have them evaluate your case for the best possible results and the maximum benefit. Call 800-NOW-HURT, 800-669-4878. Butterfuco and Associates, 800-669-4878. That's 800-NOW-HURT. Was completely gone. All of our memories being wiped away. The rain is what got 20 us. minutes of sheer terror. And you can feel it in your body. I watched the fire move down the canyon. The rumbling of the house. My son started screaming, we're going to die, we're going to die. In the name of Jesus, we are not going to die. At Samaritan's Purse, we bring spiritual and physical aid to hurting people around the world. We go into dangerous situations because in disaster, in disease, in war, Jesus calls us to love our neighbor, to heal the sick, feed the hungry, restore the broken. All who work and volunteer with Samaritan's Purse follow the example of Jesus. We go to serve, not to be served. And we go in Jesus' name. Join us at SamaritansPurse.org. That's SamaritansPurse.org. I was anemic, I was sick, I had vocal issues, yeah. I had the formation of nodules on my voice. Here's Larnell Harris on Focus on the Family Minute describing how his relationship with God helped him walk through some really tough times. But I went through some emotional hard times and God took me to His Word and I began to just take baths in it. and. My relationship with him was growing and growing to the point that I could say this was the open door. Lord, if you're going to allow my voice to be taken, if I'm not going to sing anymore, I'd go to doctors and they'd say, you know what, I'm not certain that you're going to sound that way anymore. And I was able to say, Lord, if you're going to allow that, then you must have something awfully good coming. More from Larnell at FamilyMinute.org. Credit card debt is at an all-time high. The word inflation has become a household word. Now we are seeing banks collapsing before our eyes and throwing the economy on a very nervous roller coaster. Hey everyone, this is Mike. And this is Brian with Fellowship Home Loans. And yes, those are all very scary things, but there is a silver lining here. And that's with all the turmoil going on with these banks, a huge interest rate drop has happened in mortgages. Now is the time to make that call at 800-804-SAVE that's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Now is the time to act because with this economy, who knows how long this is lasting. It's that perfect time for that free mortgage checkup. 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. Fellowship Home Loans. Welcome, Welcome home. home. Nationwide Mortgage Bankers, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 819382. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. Obliterating confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough on this Monday, as I told you, it's a busy one. And as I also told you, um, I, I am shocked. You know, I've known a lot of people in law enforcement across the years. I've known people in the FBI and the Secret Service and the CIA. I've known people in local police departments. I've known people in military police departments. I've never seen a situation uh, come down the way the Secret Service situation has at the White House in the last uh, week. And I thought I'd ask somebody who knows a little bit a little bit about law enforcement, not just here, but also anti-terrorism uh, techniques and also someone who helped set up Secret Service like operations in other countries. His name is Commissioner Bernie Carrick, uh, was the commissioner of the NYPD on the day of 9-11. Commissioner, welcome back. It's been too long. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Kevin. OK, for some reason, Commissioner. There's surveillance tapes and visitors logs and fingerprints, and no one can find out who brought a, a bag of cocaine into the most secure room in the world. Yeah, listen, uh, you know, I, I've talked about uh, this a, a little bit over the last few days, and my belief is that they haven't uh, identified who brought the cocaine into the White House because they don't want to. 
Um, I, I am. I'm, I'm starting to feel sorry, Ted, for uh, for the Secret Service, for the FBI, especially the line agents that you know go out and put their lives on the line day, day in, day and night. Uh, you know, for for this country, yet they're hampered and handcuffed by administrators, executives, because they don't want information like this to leak out. Um, there's no way. There's absolutely no way the Secret Service uh, or the FBI would not be able to tell you who was in that room um, during certain times. Uh, it's impossible. You mean to tell me there was no DNA? You know, somebody went into the White House wearing gloves, um, held well, that Commissioner, plastic if, bag. If the premise is true, what does that mean to the security of the president and the security of the first family and everybody else? That And this is to your point. These men take this job. These men and women take this job very seriously. There's a certain degree of pride in terms of, you know, you never want to be the guy that was on the crew. You know, if a president got shot or something like that, they they share war stories just like cops and, and uh, military people do. And can you imagine having to sit around the table and go, yeah, I was on the crew that had to tell the American people that we didn't know who brought the bag into the White House? Yeah, you know, Kev, I, I would say if, if somebody asked me uh, on any given day, what's one of the most professional federal agencies uh, in the country today? I would say Secret Service. Yeah. Uh, I would say the DEA. Um, don't tell me that they can't identify who put that bag, uh, who had that cocaine in the White House. Um, there's cameras in, you know, every part of the White House. And somebody somebody said the other day, well, there's there's blind spots. Yeah, there is blind spots. Uh, yeah, I don't care if the blind spot is <laughs> 10 feet square. You're still going to be able to tell who walked into that area from another camera. And Commissioner, it's only a room or a couple of rooms or a set of rooms where only maybe 10 people have access to. I mean, you're talking about a very tiny, small group of people. Well, you know what, Kev? That's true. That's true. If we're not being lied to as to where the cocaine was actually found, they've had three different stories now right. as to where it was found. So depending on where that was, uh, and, and I think my guess is pretty correct that it was in the residential library, um, that consists of family members only unless it's an outside invite. And I promise you they would know who that was. Yep. No, even um, staffers, uh, our own Sebastian Gorka was on the Trump staff, and he was allowed in that room one time in four years. One no, time. Exactly, and I guarantee the Secret Service knew he was in there. Yeah. All they right, real quickly, I want to shift gears because there's a new uh, PD commissioner on duty now. Uh, tell us what you know about Mr. Caban and what you anticipate under his uh, term. Well, listen, I, I know he's got uh, 30 years on the job. Uh, we also had, uh, I understand, in the last – Hour, a couple hours or so, we have a new first deputy, uh, uh, Tanya Kinsella. Um, so you're going to have an entire new uh, top two figures in the police department. I wish them all the luck in the world. Um, but I, I have to tell you, I don't care how good they are. I don't care how much time they have on the job. I don't care what kind of cops they were. They're only as good as the the you know the 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 help and assistance that they're going to get from the mayor yep um you know if he gives them the resources the manpower um lets them go out and do their jobs um it doesn't hamper them handcuff them in any way i can guarantee you especially these two they've been around for a long time they know the process that was intact under giuliani and bloomberg they know how to reduce crime, what what programs were in place, the CompStat program and others that were in place that reduced crime, violent crime and murder to historical rates in New York City. They know what it takes, um, just like every other commissioner uh, in the last uh, five years. They know what it took, too. But if you're not getting the support uh, and the backing of the mayor, and you're not getting the resources and the manpower and the training and, and all the things you need um, and a mayor that will fight for you, fight with the governor over bail reform, fight with the city council over defunding. Uh, if you don't have a mayor that's going to do that, they're not going to do as well as we hope.
Yeah, no, I'm afraid that you're correct. Commissioner Bernie Carrick, always appreciate your time. Thank you for giving us some of your insights today. Kevin, thank you. Kevin McCullough coming right back from New York. Don't go away. Chosen People Ministries is excited to announce a special concert in New York City with renowned Messianic Jewish musician Joshua Aaron, who will perform at the New York Society of Ethical Culture on Sunday, July 30th. Joshua Aaron is an award-winning American-Israeli independent singer and songwriter who resides near the Sea of Galilee with his wife and five children. He's founder of Gather the Nations and hosts an annual Worship in Israel tour, bringing believers on an unforgettable journey to the Holy Land. His music, sung in English and Hebrew, blends a wide array of sounds, including traditional Jewish genres reaching millions of listeners of all nations and languages. Experience a joyful night of Messianic worship sung in English and Hebrew, and be sure to bring a friend. For tickets and more details, go to ChosenPeople.com. That's ChosenPeople.com. Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain the latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options. Have questions? Call Dr. Simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit www.all allthingshealth.ai or listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA on Saturdays. To learn more, visit allthingshealth.ai. AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA. Listen online at wmca.com. Tune in iHeart Alexa or odyssey.com. Most people fall prey to Satan's tricks, schemes, and deceptions, which hinders their walk with God. Pastor Ray Hagestilianos, Bible study host on More Than Conquerors weekday afternoons at 2, has written a book called Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise, to understand the dangers and live in victory, to overcome every attack of the enemy and live a more blessed life. And you can get your own copy of his book now at PastorRayNY.com. Everyone needs encouragement by understanding God's promises. Discouragement, doubt, and compromise helps you recognize the danger signs and stand strong with practical solutions and how to take God's promises to heart and live life as more than a conqueror. Get your copy today at PastorRayNY.com. Discouragement, doubt, and compromise from Pastor Ray Hagestilianos at PastorRayNY.com. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. BlackRock is a Wall Street behemoth managing more of your pension dollars than any other company in the world. It led the way in pulling corporate America left by pushing ESG, environmental, social, and governance investing. This approach takes the focus off of the fiduciary responsibility to put the financial performance of your retirement funds above all else and shifts it towards various social goals. The backlash has been severe. Recently, the CEO of the firm, Larry Fink, distanced himself from the investment trend he himself fostered. He announced a rebranding away from ESG, saying that he was embarrassed to have been involved in this political debate and said that ESG had been weaponized by the far left and the far right. Well, the left used it as a weapon. The right is just defending us against that. But, Mr. Fink, is the solution not obvious? Stay out of political debates and you won't find yourself ashamed of the political debates that you're in. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, coming to you live from the Connors & Sullivan Broadcast Studio. A fraction of a raindrop, three grains of salt, at up to 100 times more potent than morphine, the tiniest amount of illegal fentanyl is all it takes to cause an overdose. Fentanyl can be mixed into heroin, cocaine, pressed pills, meth, and other drugs. It could be in your drugs, and you wouldn't be able to see it, taste it, or smell it. Learn more at cdc.gov slash stop overdose. When you're high, you feel different. But if you feel different, you drive different. So don't drive high. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. If it's happening in New York or across the globe, learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to check your portfolio. It's Money Monday, and that means we turn to the big brain over at HillaryKramer.com. She's the one that has all the insights on all the stuff that you need to know. And her staff and she watch this stuff like hawks. She knows it like the back of her hand. Hillary Kramer, welcome back. Oh, thank you, Kevin. It's wonderful to be here and uh, to hear your voice and to be on and be able to share some uh, good stock. I was just thinking of you this weekend because I saw a news story where Bob Iger was quoted. Bob Iger, of course, the head of Disney uh, on his second go around. And he says uh, to the press, he goes, you know what? This uh, this thing with DeSantis and the state, we don't we don't want to be part of culture wars anymore. We just don't want to have anything. To, we're just going to get out of the culture war game. We're just going to go back to doing what Disney does, which is family safe entertainment. Hillary, is that going to have a good impact on their stock price? Oh, it will, because there really has been um, those that have turned their head and their their nose against Disney because of their being involved with, you know, culture and issues. My culture. It's not what they want to do. They want to entertain families, not not. Right. Right. Exactly. I was in London uh, last week and I saw the Broadway show or the London Broadway show of of Frozen. Yes. And um, and it told me that Disney has a product. Right. They have a product and it's phenomenal and it's a machine. You know, it's a money making machine. Now, Bob Iger is very smart because, yes, stay out, stay out of the stay out of politics. Yeah. Right. It's not what your company's built for. Right. Right. Just 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 families and entertainment. And also Disney's always been famous for their employees and how well they manage employees and keep their employees, um, you know, basically the A team. Now, the thing is, though, Disney has said that uh, Bob Iger, that he's going to have to look at selling off some TV assets. And uh, so that 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 is going to be, you know, that's going to be actually interesting. And plus, you know, really, Disney has struggled with uh, with their streaming business and bringing on uh, on uh, new subscribers. But uh, look, I told you, I'm always going to be frank. And at 100, I said Disney was a bargain. At 90, I said Disney was a bargain. Disney is $86 right now. Wow. Okay. So, and it's still an opportunity. And for those that bought at 100, you're still going to make money. But uh, I mean, this is this is pretty unbelievable to think that within the past year, Disney has been one hundred and twenty five dollars. I mean, it's a pretty stable stock. I mean, we're not we're not talking Nvidia here. We're not talking, you know, uh, Blizzard, you know, Blizzard, Activision, Blizzard, which can we jump to that for a minute? Sure. I think Microsoft is a is a real buy. It always has been a buy. It's done great, but it's going to be even stronger. Let me just give everyone the background. Microsoft bought but it had needed FTC approval, Activision Blizzard, the gaming company, the FTC, a young, a really 34-year-old, I mean, really brilliant. Um, Lena Khan, who runs the FTC, said, no, this is going to stifle competition. There aren't going to be new gaming companies out there. And she took on Microsoft. And you have to admit, those of us who are online, we know that it's tough. Like once a company has your name and has your information, it's very hard you know, for, for others to get in there. But uh, Microsoft and their lawyers just completely decimated the FTC. Couldn't, the FTC couldn't even win on appeal. So now Microsoft has Activision Blizzard. And I think we're going to see Microsoft stock at $346. It's going to be a $400 stock by wow. year end. Wow. Because um, Activision Blizzard is a money machine. And it's going to make them serious money. And uh, so um, Microsoft, Mr. Softy, MSFT. Now the good news is the management I have found um, has been they're they're ethical, they're honest, they're hardworking. I mean, of course it's capitalism, but they're but in a way that's that's fair, right? Right. right. You know that that's what they are. So so if anyone's looking for a good tech stock out there, you can't go wrong with Microsoft. Don't worry about it being being expensive. I have another stock that uh, I have never mentioned before. But uh, we've done as a group at Green Tech Research a lot of work on, and that's WEC Energy Group. Um, you know, kind of a brand new one. It's a little under a 4% dividend yield. And the stock in the past year is down almost 11%. Uh, and it's a utility. It's a utility based in Wisconsin that here's why I'm telling everyone this is something you want to buy because they act with this WEC, this Wisconsin utility has actually been able to turn sustainable energy into a money making proposition. Wow. And uh, for those that want to just have a stock put away, 
and see the the actual stock price rise, you know, consistently, and see the dividend yield um, maybe even raised. That you really want to you really want to own WEC Energy. They're doing basically what the old Florida Power and Light did, you know, which which has made their name and their money from uh, becoming, you know, going into non-regulated renewable energy. Very know, very cool. Because yeah, these these uh, batteries are really able to hold a lot of energy. I mean, that a lot of electricity and energy that is uh, generated during hours when sun is at its peak or the wind is blowing, and uh, the technology has allowed that to be the case. It really has. Another stock that uh, that's moving that you and I have talked a lot about is Palantir. Uh, we know that uh, my uh, my head honcho who works uh, with me. Uh, Scott Martin has loved Palantir PLTR and it had a 52 week high today at $17.36, but there's more coming. And this is a, um, this is through AI, artificial intelligence, data mining, and, uh, much of Palantir's problems have been that their, their work with intelligence agencies, uh, has meant that they, that there couldn't be like transparency. Palantir could say, hey, we have a contract. Who is it with? We can't say. What's it about? We can't say. And it was to such an extreme that it really hurt the stock. Mm. Uh, so, and Peter Thiel, um, he is the chairman of, uh, of Palantir. So PLTR, you know, as you know, we, we really think that one day Palantir is going to be a $50 stock. It's been as high as $30. But uh, but this is it. It's going to break through. And uh, now that everyone's tired of buying NVIDIA, which we got everyone into, everyone made nice money, but, uh, you know, it's overextended at this point, you know, it's $460. You know, it could go higher, but uh, there's a lot of downside risks to that one. And then uh, well, let me also- let me uh, recap what you've done because we're out of time, Hillary. But she's she's oh. mentioned Disney. She's mentioned Microsoft, Palantir and WEC is kind of her uh, secret dark horse pick today. This Wisconsin energy company that is uh, setting the world on its ear with renewable, sustainable, profitable energy. Uh, WEC is that one. Hillary Kramer, you can get her uh, free newsletter called The Trading Desk when you go to HillaryKramer.com. That's one L and a K, HillaryKramer.com, and uh, sign up for that right there on the homepage. Hillary, always appreciate your insights. We'll talk to you again next Monday. Wonderful. Looking forward to it, Kevin. Kevin McCullough, coming right back. Final thought of the day. Don't go away. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. A very special guest is Congressman Peter King from New York's 2nd Congressional District. 237 represents the security in the Brentwood School District. Mm -hmm. We know about MS-13. We've been hearing about them for quite some time, and I want to commend you for bringing the attention to this gang violence and also doing something about it. MS-13 is particularly brutal. There's been a total of 17 murders on Long Island in 14, 15 months. This is just killing for the sake of killing. And the irony is, though, the most tragic part of it is they target other immigrants. I mean, I would say every person who has been killed by MS-13 is either an immigrant uh, young person themselves or a son or daughter of immigrants. So it's their own community that they're terrorizing. It's absolutely horrific. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd, Saturday afternoons at 4.30 on AM 570, The Mission, WMCA. you need to know when you need it it's kevin mccullough radio all right kevin mccullough so glad to have you with us uh, as we um, have the final few minutes of kevin mccullough radio today you know, it was a rough weekend for mike pence uh three interesting things happened uh one he uh seemed to appear to say at one point that he didn't really wasn't that concerned about the condition of american cities not a good look if you're at a family summit <laughs> trying to uh, trying to convince the country that you should be the candidate for the Republicans. Uh, this hurts me because uh, I've always liked Mike Pence. I've had him on my show. I've I've talked to him uh, many times. I've, I've always thought he had a, a really good kind of handle on what his um, uh, policies and so forth were. And I don't I don't think that his policies have changed. I just think it was unfortunate for him to use a series of words that 
seemed to make him say something that I don't think he really believes. But then he also got into a very testy back and forth with uh, Tucker Carlson about religious liberty in Ukraine. And you have to understand uh, the, the vice president very much believes that what we're doing in Ukraine, we need to continue to do and actually do more of. Religious liberty around the world. I'm confused. On this question, it's very clear that the Zelensky government has arrested priests for having views they disagree with. That's not consistent with religious liberty. It's an attack on it. And we're funding it. And I'm just wondering how is it, and I, I don't mean to be disrespectful at all, but I sincerely wonder how a Christian leader could support the arrest of Christians for having different views. Well, what what, what I can tell you is I asked the Christian leader in Kiev if that was in fact happening, and he assured me that it was not. People were not being persecuted for their religious beliefs. Now, he, he said let me, no let me, let me take a break here. I know we disagree on this strongly, but I I respect your right to your opinion on Ukraine, and I trust you'll respect mine. And I, I can't let you elide over the question of the treatment of Christians. And I, I know. I, I heard and that. Would again. you be? Well, no, but hold on. Would I'm you? Not, would you? Promise, be don't accept my answer. I just told you that I asked the religious leader in Kiev if it was happening. You asked me if I were championing religious liberty. All right. So he said uh, he said, I gave you the question. Uh, I, I gave you the answer. You didn't like it, uh, but I gave you the answer. And maybe that's true. But I have to say from my contacts on the ground, uh, uh, what Tucker Carlson seemed to be saying there seemed to be more accurate than what Mike Pence is saying. And uh, this has been the frustration of my friends at the Christian Solidarity uh, International and, and some other relief organizations that focus on religious liberties, because when you when you begin to mingle, co-mingle states interests with the interests of uh, persecuted uh, Christians, you come up with different stories sometimes. Now, it'll be interesting to see um, what a post-war Ukraine looks like, but they have suspended voting uh, for the time being. There are no elections. There, there's there's a very different kind of approach being taken, uh, and it's all because of, quote, the war, and they're having to take uh, these extreme measures because of the war. That's not totally unusual in countries during wartime, but it's not ideal. And I think that, um, I, I don't think that an easy uh, word, paper, Band-Aid solves it in a debate. I think there needs to be some real substantive uh, answer given there. And sadly, I don't think uh, former VP Pence did that. I respect Tucker. I respect uh, Mike Pence both. I, I respect both of them for what they have stood for in our country. Uh, but we need more clarity than that. So the third thing that he had that didn't go so well, uh, he said he didn't seem to be concerned about cities. He seemed to be wrong on the religious liberty issue, and he's only raised three and a half million dollars towards his campaign. He's not going to have enough to qualify probably for the first debate next month, but we'll see where it goes from here. Kevin McCullough, we'll see you next time.